Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Create, Learn, Implement, aka C-Live Podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day. Um, the weather is starting to change, and so I hope you guys cozy up to this new episode with CEO of Malcolm's Choice founder, Ann Campbell. She is a local girl, which I really enjoy um, our conversation, and I hope you guys will enjoy it as well on the other side. Over the last few years, I've really been diving deep into finances, money, uh, and manifesting money. And I must say that I have managed to accomplish a lot of things um, within my finances, and that's wealth inside and outside of my business. So I've noticed that one great starting block is developing a great routine. And so that's why I've created the success routine challenge which is a five-day challenge designed to help you create a routine to activate a life of abundance link will be in the show notes it will be on september 19th uh, at 4 p.m eastern daylight time so hit the link in the show notes to sign up see you then The chipping in and out. Um, I don't know. Just test, test, test. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. Um, Zoom has been pretty testy. I had to reschedule one of my um, recordings yesterday. Okay. So, okay. All right, Jody Ann Campbell. Miss Jody Ann Campbell, I'm so happy to have you on. You've been super busy. Um, I think this time of the year is like a, a busy time. So I'm super happy that you're here. Uh, for my peoples, if you don't know who Jody Ann Campbell is, she's the CEO of Malcolm's Choice, and I'll have her explain a little bit more about who she is um, in her own words. So, Jody Ann Campbell, can you do that for me, please? I absolutely can. Well, thank you, thank you so much for having me. My name is Jody Ann Campbell. I am the founder of Malcolm's Choice, and what Malcolm's Choice is, we are a marketing and advertising company as well as a social enterprise, and we're dedicated to connecting customers with the best Black-owned businesses across Canada and primarily here in the greater Toronto area where I live. Um, we do that through our Black-owned business directory. Our directory is housed on our website at www.malcolmschoice.ca. Once you go to our website, we're trying to make it easy for everyone to find anything that they need Black-owned. So we don't only focus on product-based businesses, but we also feature and showcase service-based businesses as well. And just recently, last year, we have acquired a studio space in downtown Brampton. And it's an extension of our community that we have online. It's a place, a safe community, inclusive space where people can come to do their branding shoots, product shoots. If they have podcasts like yourself and they want to uh, shoot somewhere, then they can do it here as well as YouTubes, uh, workshops, webinars, small events, you name it. So it's a very multifunctional space. I love so that. I think yeah, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I, I did see that and I was like, oh, that's a nice studio. I, I love that um, the Canadian, um, you know, business owners are getting into that rental space because um, right. I, I don't exactly know how that works, but I imagine it's a little tricky. Um, it seems much easier in the States. Would you say? 
Um, so listen, I've never had a rental studio space before. So it's my first experience and there has been a bit of a learning curve and learning experience. Mm. But um, what I found when I started the space here in Brampton is there weren't too many places um, for the clients that I was looking to serve to do um, some product shoots, branding shoots, different things of that nature. So yeah. um, that's kind of the reason that I decided to get into it. Um, and then more, more than that, there weren't really a lot of black owned places that were like this. So definitely a new space to be in but um really really excited and looking forward to doing a lot more great things awesome so take take me back a little bit take me back to uh a young by young I mean like teenage Joni Ann Campbell what was she like because people think that you know business owners have silver spoons in their mouths like it's not everybody so take us back a little bit and what led you up to this point Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, definitely no silver spoon for me. Um, you know, going back to my youth and my childhood, I grew up in the Jane and Finch area. And if you're familiar with uh, the greater Toronto area, a lot of people, they kind of look at that area like it's it's the quote unquote hood or whatnot. But mm-hmm. I had a very enriching childhood there. I had a lot of social activities, you know, the community centers and different things that I could be a part of. So really um, a great experience for me overall. Um, yeah, growing up in Toronto, in um, that area, I was I was really just um, a young woman trying to <laughs> trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life at, at a young teenage age. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would say that you know, one thing that I did like, I love school, I love to learn. And um, this is kind of just an extension of me loving to learn, me loving to learn more about other people, learn more about the community around me and find ways that I can contribute as an individual to, um, yeah, the community. Absolutely. Do you remember the specific moment that birthed Malcolm's Choice? I absolutely do. Um, It was a little bit uh, past the teenage years. Um, It was back in 2015 when I was looking to buy a house. And, you know, as a young woman, as we just reflect back on that last question, as a young woman, I used to always be that person. I had an uncle. He used to he used to say every time you see me, Jody, tell us what's going on with the black community. (laughs) I was always (laughs) I was always that person like we need to do this. We need to do this. And, um, you know, different things of that nature. So he's just like, what, what's going on with the, the Black community? So some influential books that um, kind of inspired me to think the way that I I think. Uh, one that really stands out in my mind is The Miseducation of a Negro. And if you haven't read it yet, I would say definitely, definitely go go read it, right? Mm-hmm. We all know about The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, but we got to know yeah. about The Miseducation <laughs> of a Negro as well, right? right? Yeah. Um, so back in 2015, I was going to buy a house and I decided I'm going to buy a house Black. And what that meant to me is that I was going to use all Black professionals as I was going through the home buying process. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was it was kind of easy. It was easy for me to find a Black mortgage agent. It was okay for me to find a Black real estate agent. But when it came time for me to locate um, a home inspector, nobody in my immediate circle knew one. So like any good old person in 2015, I went to Google and I went to Black Home Inspector in the search bar. And at that time, um, unfortunately, it didn't bring up the types of results that I was looking for. In fact, it wasn't bringing up Black people, but just rather companies with the name Black in the name, et cetera, things like that. So 
yeah, what I thought at that moment is it has to be easier for people like me who want to be intentional with where we're spending our money and want to support um, business owners and businesses with people that look like us. Mm -hmm. It has to be an easier way for us to locate them. Um, so that is actually when um, the idea of Malcolm's Choice came about. And um, yeah, that that was the birth of Malcolm's Choice. Perfect. I love that. Awesome. Now, when you were going through your process, did you receive any pushback? And how did, you know, how do you think this has changed how we view Black businesses? Um, okay, yeah, when I was going through the process of starting the business, uh, so I, I don't come from an entrepreneurial background, nobody mm -hmm. in my family is really an entrepreneur. So it's not something that I was able to look outside of myself for. So there was a, a rather large learning curve, I say, in, in, the, in the journey of the entrepreneurship. So yeah. I just told you this story. Um, it was 2015 when the idea came to me, um, but I didn't register it as a business uh, until 2019. Yeah. So definitely it took me some time to gain the confidence and the footing and the understanding of really what it meant to have this as a business and turn it into um, something much more than just a passion project or, you know, a hobby or anything like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I did in my learning in that learning curve, that learning process is I tapped into a lot of the incubators, the accelerators, the resources that the city of Brampton was offering as well as other organizations around the city. But this particular experience happened at the city of Brampton. It was the, um, starter plus program or something like that they help you um start your your entrepreneurial journey and teach you all about business yeah and so I told them what I wanted to do and I kind of showed them what I had already and everything like that and I remember a specific moment when a gentleman he looked at everything that I had and I told him what I wanted he's like you know this is not gonna work <laughs> he said this no. is not gonna work yeah. he said um that in order for you to make this um, like legitimate business that is sustainable and everything like that, you're going to have to increase the traffic that you're having coming to the website and build a community around you. And, you know, he gave me some tips on, on what I would need to do. But at that time, I wasn't ready to receive their grant. So I think that was kind of a moment of pushback where, you know, I hesitated after that to really continue after they said, you know, this is never going to work. I, I really took a moment actually it took a few months and I didn't do anything I got really stagnant for a little bit yeah um, and just you know really decided whether or not this was something that I wanted to go after if it was the right journey for me and you know ultimately obviously I did decide to continue but uh, it did it did kind of discourage me a bit yeah I mean with anything I feel like there'll be a little bit of pushback um mm -hmm. Now that you're in it, you're living it, you're, you're, you're the embodiment of, of your dream. How do you think you've changed how this platform, Malcolm's Choice, views Black businesses? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, when I started out, when I started out doing this, it wasn't as common. It wasn't as common. Well, <laughs> I'm not gonna say no, I think trendy. you're right. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I'm not gonna say trendy, but it wasn't as as uh, prevalent to yeah. be supporting black businesses and be very specific, um, very specific to say, you know, I'm I'm gonna be supporting black businesses only. During the progression of of this business, what I've found is that there is a community of people out there that are just like me who are intentional and do want to um, support black businesses first. So uh, the first thing I think that 
living this dream and embodying this, I found like-minded community people and like-minded just thinkers, people that are, are like me and people to be around. So I think that has been a great positive thing. On top of that, I've also seen a huge progression in the amount of uh, black businesses, the awareness of the people that are around um, the city, around me. So meeting a whole bunch of new new faces, new businesses. And also, I think a lot of people over the last couple of years have been ex- inspired to um, start their own businesses based on what we're able to see that's happening out there. Because as, as they say, you have to see it to be it. And mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot more black entrepreneurs now because it's been, been um more prominent in in the media and in the facets that we use like Instagram, everything like that. Mm -hmm. So I am seeing an increase in the amount of black businesses that are around and that makes me really happy. Awesome. So it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's doing, yes, it's doing, it's doing, it's giving what it's supposed to give. That's right. I love it. Exactly. So (laughs) this space is impacting black businesses in, um, in Toronto specifically. Um, Actually, is it a, a national like platform or is it just specific to Toronto? So it is a national platform. It is a national platform and we definitely want to expand out to other major um, city hubs and things like that around across Canada, right across Canada, like mm-hmm. Montreal, you know, Vancouver, Calgary, Halifax, different places where um, Black entrepreneurship and Black businesses are prominent, but maybe not as as seen as they need to be seen. So it is a national platform. However, right now I would say bulk of the businesses that we promote and the bulk of the businesses that are um, listed on our website are located in the greater Toronto area, um, right across, I guess they call this the golden horseshoe. So we've got businesses um, from Niagara, Windsor region, all the way um, across to Peterborough, you know, Cambridge, different places like that. So uh, definitely uh, greater Toronto area, um, Southern Ontario prominent right now, but we're looking to make sure that we are representing businesses, black owned businesses right across Canada. Perfect. Perfect. Now you've opened up the doors for other people by starting this platform. What opportunities has this opened up for you though? Um, I think the opportunities that it's opened up for me is to be more, more involved in what's happening in the community and being able to kind of see the impact of what, you know, my vision might've been, but how it can affect the community around me and the people Mm -hmm. around me. So I lost the question. Tell me again. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was asking you what, what um, opportunities this platform has opened up for you. I mean, you, you started the platform. You'll now, you now have an event space. I saw that you also have, I don't know, something television coming. So come on, girl, it's done some things. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely has done some things. So lots of, lots more opportunities. I think um, now I I want to move, uh, kind of raise my own confidence. um, Just me personally, for the professional development and the personal development. I've seen that a whole bunch Uh, before. I never used to want to even be on camera, period. If you scroll back to like the beginning days of my Instagram, I never showed myself in fact everybody thought Malcolm was a boy they're like hey sir (laughs) you know everything like that so I think that it's really helped me to boost my own personal um confidence my personal brand 
um, and being able to get involved in things like this event space that I've started here is something that, you know, the community um, really has shown me that they, they stand behind and they want to support as well as opening opportunities. Yes, I'm going to be involved in a TV show called uh, Caribbean Wives of Toronto. There you go. So we're <laughs> yeah, we're doing some <laughs> filming there. Um, I've gotten, you know, a few opportunities to be a panelist uh, at a number of events or even just arriving at the event and feeling um, the energy in the room and meeting a lot of the supporters that are your online supporters, your online friends. But again, um, getting the opportunity to meet those people in real life and create lasting friendships with these like-minded people that are around. So I am definitely enjoying the journey. Okay. And as you should, as you should. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, do you think the Black community really believes in community over competition? Or do you think we still have some, some miles to go here? I, I personally think that there is some work to be done still. Yeah. Um, but we have come a long way. We have come a long way. So over mm -hmm. the last two years, I have seen more people coming together, collaborating, working together in order to bring their dreams and their visions to fruition. A lot of things, sometimes it's conferences, sometimes it's pop-up markets. And mm -hmm. I've some, seen some really, really great things happen when we are able to come together and push forward. Um, you know, still there is kind of those underlying things maybe that we, we think that what if one person has the idea that one person has to ex execute it right. uh, so yep. we have still kind of held on to these individualistic ideas but i think we really want to remember that you know your business is kind of like your baby right and it takes it still takes a village to raise a child and i think um we want to just remember that whatever you whatever your strengths are that you also have weaknesses and the other your weaknesses may be another person's strengths so mm -hmm. if we're able to lean on each other and lean on our strengths and um you know compensate or supplement the things that we are not so strong with with other people in the community i think that we can go a lot further and i think um we're starting to see that and i'm starting to see a lot more collaboration and i'm excited to see what the next couple of years is going to bring for our community here in southern ontario as well as uh right across canada perfect that's a good segue into my next question which is how do we foster a more collaborative collaborative environment and you know you know where we can pass opportunities onto each other i find that you know from my personal experience i think everyone I guess it's just life where everyone exists in groups and cliques and yes. it's just hard. It seems to be difficult for someone to stretch their hand to someone else and say, Hey, I see what you're doing. Come on over. Cause I feel like that's my personality, but not everyone's the same. So how do we foster a more collaborative environment? Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like you, I'm, I'm like that too. I'm such a, a sharer and I yeah, wanting to yeah. like do things together. Yeah. And, but I do, know exactly what you mean when you say there's these silos or these little clicks that exist and if you're not in this cool cl club then we're yeah. not going to invite yeah. you we're yeah. not going to invite you or you know when you get here we're going to make you feel alienated or stuff and i've had experiences um like that but i think um as long as people like you and i are here and we strive to as we strive to just even those people that may not seem like they're immediately receptive. I think it's, it's a learning process and somebody has to be that example right. to follow. Right. So yeah. as long as, you know, you find like-minded people, you or I find like-minded people and we show what it is like, or what can happen when we start to work together. Yeah. Um, it's like monkey see monkey do right. Um, once they see one great collaboration and see people um, doing things together and striving and, and, 
still being happy yeah. in the community, not competition. I think that um, will will create that environment and will create a culture of collaborativeness, and um, it will expand like that. <laughs> Perfect. Well, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Exactly. <laughs> fingers crossed. Now, you know, what more can we do as entrepreneurs to shake up the business landscape in Canada? Yeah, I think um, honestly, we need to really hone in and tap into Black owned media mm. or, you know, yeah, really um, understand the power and influence of the media and figure out ways that we can um, use our own resources and our own, own existing platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to boost to boost what's happening with our businesses and spread the awareness. Um, I'm finding that there are a lot of hidden gems, even hidden gems in my own city that I haven't seen um, that are Black businesses, right? So mm-hmm. it's all about the that marketing piece, as well as what I always think is that the people that are listed in the directory, whatever their respective business is and that field, they are the experts in that field. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do is be able to get each business or each person who has that specific expertise to bring us together and we can share our own expertise with the community because you know, we have specialized knowledge that maybe somebody else might not know, but as long as we're sharing the information, um, I think that will help to bring us to a better state and a better place. Mm, I like what you're thinking. I like that black owned media. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And if you haven't heard yet, one of our partners, they're called Black Business Live TV, BBL TV. Um, and they have screens that are right across the greater Toronto area. We've got some ads on them. And, um, you know, we're helping business owners to get involved in their platform. They've got um, they've gone on to Roku TV. So they've got their own channel on Roku TV. So we're looking to really um, amplify businesses with commercials. And even Malcolm's Choice now has gotten into producing commercials for small Black-owned businesses as well. Love it, love it. So what have you learned about yourself as a woman and as a business owner, just seeing, you know, yourself evolve uh, over the years? Yeah, um, you know... (laughs) What I've learned about myself—that's a good question. I, you know, <laughs> um, you know, I think that I'm really passionate, and um, my passion and the things that you know I'm excited about. There are more people that are excited too, and I think that a lot of times when I come into a room, I come into a place that excitement and that passion it does show and it does rub off and it does allow people to gravitate towards um, Malcolm's Choice and what we're, we're aiming to do here because I think that it is really, really a community. It's a community project. It's not just me, but you know, it's, it's all of us coming together. Mm-hmm. But what I learned about me, most of the things I've learned is just about my strengths and my weaknesses. I know now I've, on how to focus on the things that I'm good at and I know that I need to lean on the support of other people around me for the things that I'm not as good at. Um, For example, I might be good at, um, you know, laughing, smiling, making friends and and networking and things like that, but I'm not as strong as at planning things. So when I'm planning something, I know, listen, Jody, don't try to do this all by yourself. Lean on, tap into the people around you that you know their strength is planning, their strength is, is um, you know, structuring things because I am such um, 
Like I'm, I'm one of those people with their heads in the clouds, you know, daydreaming all day, thinking of new ideas and a new idea will come to me like once a day. And I'm like, oh my God, I should do this. I should do this, do this. But I just want to. Are we I've the same people, Jody? Are we the I'm same honestly, people? I want to know because I'm, I'm filled with ideas. But the idea stuff it just it just comes to me but when it comes time to execute the idea this because I mean the real thing is in the execution right Mm -hmm. um I know that I need to lean on my partners lean on on you know my my friends um my my business part business people that have become friends and then bounce these ideas off of them and let them help me to um execute the plan because I think it's all about that execution Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're so right. Um, As a mother, what is the legacy that you want to leave? Yeah. Um, Listen, uh, what, yeah this is I mean really it's all about that right it's about the legacy and it's about what we're teaching our young people and you know the name the name Malcolm Malcolm's choice it comes from Malcolm X and I think you know when I think of Malcolm X I always think of us building self-sustainable communities as well as us being able to educate and employ our young people right and so the legacy right now that I'm I'm looking to build uh for my family and for my son is to to let him be able to see that once you, anybody can make a change, once you put your mind to, towards something and you take action, right? So right now I tell my son, his name is Isaac. Uh, I tell him that he's the president of Malcolm's Choice. And he, he's, he acts as the president <laughs> of Malcolm's Choice. Like okay. the president says this or, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatnot, but really just to instill those values of entrepreneurship, of ownership, of um, him being able to achieve anything and him having an example um, to look to because representation matters and you got to see it to be it. So showing him that we can do what we want and just go for it. (laughs) He must be so proud of his mom. Oh, thank you. I, I'm more proud of him because he's, he's a good president. <laughs> he's always coming to the studio and he's like, listen, I said, take this, move this over here because the president says this and the president says that. So it's, it's fun like that. And I love it. I love that. How do you feel about um, <clears throat> um, introducing your son to entrepreneurship at such a young age? I think it's, it's important. It's important because I think, you know, the school system or, you know, as we go through life and what we are, what we are taught and what we are said that like we should be doing, I don't think they direct us towards a path of ownership or a path of entrepreneurship. It's more a path on become a good employee, you know, get to work on time and, you know, um, do your work and you you get a high paying job once you go to um, university or whatnot, you know, it's all about that. Uh, However, I think, you know, real, real power, real power comes from ownership, right? So not only ownership of a business, but ownership of land, ownership of properties, you know, ownership of your intellectual property. So Mm -hmm. I think um, those are the things that um, introducing my son to entrepreneurship at such a young age, because he's just six, I think these are the values that it's going to instill in him from a young age. And perhaps as he's going through the educational system and uh, going through what society is trying to mold him into, you know, Mm -hmm. he will be able to um, have leadership qualities and not be so easily swayed and understand what his values are and what is important to him. Perfect. I love that. Um, it's important because when they see you doing, you know, what you're doing, 
they understand that there is a diff- there can be a different world for yeah. them as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we were in school doing, you know, getting our education. Where do you, how did that influence you to become an entrepreneur or where uh, does school fit in, in terms of entrepreneurship? So, um, so for me, listen, I went to, I did one year, one year and I took political science. Cause at some point I, I probably will get into some politics, hopefully, yeah. um, later I, I took politics cause I, I like politics and all of that, but I only did the one year. And uh, the reason that I could only do the one year is because I started to face like financial stuff. Like, um, yeah. I'm like, listen, I can't, I can't go to school. I have to work and pay bills. Like, you know, right, yeah, it was, yeah. it was kind of a choice and, um, you know, I don't want, I don't want, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely a choice. So I think school does fit in, but in my journey in my specific journey, the way that school fit into my entrepreneurship journey was like, just knowing that because of not having maybe a foundation and a foundation, like a financial base, a a foundation like that. So that, I guess that comes into financial literacy and all of, all of those different aspects that you learn on the entrepreneurial journey. I think those are the things that kind of pushed me towards, towards entrepreneurship, if any, (laughs) I don't know, but school is important too. I mean, uh, (laughs) I just didn't do it. I just didn't do it. You know what? Life happens and, and, um, you know, life gets in the way, but I I do see that you could be, um, you know, good in the political world as well. Yeah. Give me a couple, a few more years, you know, and uh, once I hit 40, I think that's where, that's where I'll shift my focus. Okay. Well, so you, you heard it here. (laughs) (laughs) So, right. You, you heard it here first. We got the exclusive. Right. Yes, and I'm I'm practicing my political chops by um, you know associating with the the black. There are a, lot, a few black politicians here in the Brampton South area, so I, I'm definitely watching the ladies as they're. Like, I have to see it to be it too. So I'm seeing a, a few people that are in in my immediate circle, and you know they're black and everything like that, and they're getting into politics. So um, mm-hmm. I'm making sure I'm looking at their example and seeing what to do. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now, I imagine that, you know, this is a business space that, that is, it's very busy for you. You know, you're, you're all over the place. You have different Mm -hmm. projects going on. Mm -hmm. How do you wind down? How do you stay grounded? Um, yeah, I just, I just try to ensure that I am setting boundaries. So yeah, this is something that's new, new for me because yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm one to kind of go, 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 go. And I did that all last year in different things. But a new thing that I'm adopting is setting boundaries. Like for instance, I'm trying to no longer take business calls after 6 p.m. so I can be intentional yep. about spending time with my son and spending time with my family and being present. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, being present at my house because yeah. as, as a, um, a mompreneur, you know, or an entrepreneur, you have that never ending to-do list. So I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. Um, but I think, you know, just being intentional about setting boundaries and understanding, and this is something that I'm still learning, understanding what makes you happy and what um, kind of takes you out of the stress zone and into the more relaxed zone. So everybody's talking a lot about self-care and I'm, I'm really starting to figure out and understand, you know, what it is that makes me happy and what it is I can do, um, 
to not feel as stressed and overwhelmed when things um, get overwhelming. So um, yeah, I like music and I like dancing. So I make sure that, you know, I, I incorporate those and remember to schedule time and days off as well. Absolutely. As you should, as you should. Yeah, because they can't work you seven days at a, at a job if you're going to a job. So don't work yourself seven days in your business because, hey, you, you'll get burnt out and burnout is not a good thing, right? So that is easier said than done. <laughs> Believe me, I know. Believe me. See, I said this is a new thing. I just started this this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm still uh, creating the habits and creating um, those routines to make sure that I'm also remembering to take care of myself. I read something and it said, treat yourself like somebody you're responsible for taking care of. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I thought to myself at that time, like, you know, the way that, you know, you're responsible for taking care of your kid. So you make sure you can eat, you know, you make sure they take a shower and all of that yeah. different stuff. I got to do that for myself too, because sometimes yeah. I'm not eating. Um, so yeah, um, I love it. That's what I'm, that's what I'm doing now. What do you say to the black girl that's looking at you as the example? Um, she wants to perhaps own her own space uh, or, you know, emulate you in some way. What do you say to her? I would say just don't be don't be scared. Don't be scared. Go for it. And whatever your mind might be telling you, because you're you know, that self-talk is so important. So making sure that um, you are being nice to yourself and um that you remember that it's a process and nothing is going to happen overnight. So uh, be consistent and be gentle with yourself are the two things that I would say to a young lady looking at me. Perfect. Now, Ms. Campbell, if we were looking for you, where could we find you? Tell us where uh, we could reach you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, firstly, you can connect with me at Malcolm's Choice. So we're at Malcolm's Choice on all our social media. We're on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We're also on LinkedIn. And we have recently launched a YouTube uh, page where we're going to be sharing some of the, the video and the footage of the things that we're ha we have happening this summer. Um, so at Malcolm's Choice, you can also find us on our website at www.malcolmschoice.ca. Um, you can call me directly if you want at uh, 647-975. 4454. Um, and I love to give referrals of Black businesses because I know a lot of great, great Black-owned businesses. And I would love to share those with you all. Perfect. Thank okay. you so much for taking the time to speak with me. I really appreciate uh, that. And okay. I, you know, I, I'm sure we'll be, we'll be doing something in the future. Absolutely. Well, That's it has feeling. been my pleasure. <laughs> It's my pleasure. I thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk to you on the show and the podcast today. And um, I had a great time. So thank you. You're more than welcome. You take care, Jody. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks okay. a lot. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another great episode. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe as all these things help to keep the podcast alive. Take care. Until next time.